Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Rise and Ashes podcast. I am so privileged today to be interviewing my next guest. Her name is Laurie, and she lives in Texas somewhere. I won't tell you where, because it's privacy and all the rest of it. And she's an amazing person. She has extensive knowledge from dancing until uh, high-end coaching. I'm going to let her introduce herself, because as you, I'm dyslexic, don't do well reading stuff, and it's better coming from the person themselves. Laurie, please say hello to the world, and it's a privilege, as I said, to have you here today. It's a privilege for me to be here, Boz. Thank you so very much for the invitation and the timeliness of it. Could not be better. Thank you. Hello, world. It's so great to be with you this morning. I'm Laurie Darley, and I'm the CEO and founder of Conscious Leaders, And we are a learning, leadership, coaching, development firm. I've been doing this for 24 years in all kinds of scenarios and organizations. And prior to that, I ran a professional dance company training professional dancers to execute their highest level of performance and their most authentic expression of themselves. I found that transition to be very useful in terms of the way in which I work with leaders, because I believe in whole life success, that there's no area of our life that should be left behind. And that includes the health of our body, our awareness of the 4 billion years of wisdom that lives within our body. And it is an extraordinary journey. And as Boz says, it's a privilege to do this work. I'm interested in creating powerful impact in a world right now that is really in dire need of leadership, strong leadership in a way that people understand the impact of their actions across across sectors, right? And that systems intelligence that we need to bring to every decision that we make. And and I like and I love working with high achieving leaders, people who are also interested in the same thing, but not quite sure how to get there. I love that distinction, especially when you say it's not, they're not, they don't know how to get there. Because there's a lot of people who just just discussing this before. They don't, they have a, a vision, they have something they want to get to achieve, but they have no pathway, blueprint, stepping stone, or even the net, sometimes a network to get there. When you started this career transitioning from the dancing, which I love, uh, it reminds me of a, a spy film coming from Russia into Anna, I think it was, when she was a dancer and a model and going to, which anyway, that's a different story. Is there, is, what was the, what, pardon? I think I saw that. It was great. <laughs> uh, what was the, what was the transition like for you? And is, was there a story that actually stands out for you that taught you that major life lesson to go, actually, I am done with that life. This is what I who I want to show up as today. Yeah, I'll try to be brief. When I was 16, I read a profound book and it was strangely authored. It was actually a channel book like Abraham Hicks and that whole, it was the Seth material. It was called The Nature of Personal Reality. It was a primer in quantum physics. What our thoughts create our reality, our inner world is a reflection of our our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. And that stayed with me. And as a sort of vain dancer who wanted to be perfect and achieve a perfect line, I used it to my own advantage to really, I'll say, accelerate 
my own development as an artist. That led me to a career. I actually was in the Soviet Union in 1975. I toured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was a young woman, I can't believe my parents let me go with my cousin who was a pianist. And it was an extraordinary adventure. Of course, I was never Bolshoi ballet material, and I knew it, which is why I went into actually the more, from my standpoint, ballet is more ethereal and contemporary dance, modern dance is much more grounded like I am. (laughs) I'm a jumper and a turner. My leg never went up to there. And I had this, my early career was a reflection of my passion. And my ability to connect. And I've always been a performer. So the transition for me was really about becoming, in essence, a performance coach, recognizing I had the incredible privilege of working with Dr. David Zellman, who recently had a his second book is out, What's Next? Get Clear and Get Going. And I worked with him at the Transitions Institute. He trained me. I did his train the trainer. And after recognizing that my career, I was not going to transition from becoming a a dance teacher in what I call a Dolly Dink dance studio in a strip mall shopping center. I was not built. My strengths are not about developing baby ballerinas. My strengths are with the talented and gifted. I'm a maximizer in that way. And, And so I essentially euthanized. My dance company was called Dancers Unlimited Repertory Company, and it was like losing a child. There was grief, certainly, but it was the beginning of my own journey, my own inner development. At the same time, I hung up my shingle as a transitions coach and recognizing that it's all about our own internal conversations. They're sourced, which are sourced from our, from our, which source our actions. And then we get the results that we want, right? Most people think that our actions are a function of will or a function of belief or commitment. Yes, but it's all coming from our own way of responding. And we're all very highly habituated And we identify with the conditioning that we were born with and from our own personal experiences. Gets us so far, it doesn't get us to really where we want to go. And so my development, personal development, was parallel to the work that I was doing. Landed a corporate gig, worked inside the railroad for 15 years, and got a lot of business experience, very practical experience worked in union environments, which was a real eye-opener. And But what I really learned through all those years is that, first of all, our the evolution of our own conscious awareness is a lifelong journey. And if I'm not doing my own work, I certainly can't do the higher level work with other people. And so that's been my commitment. And it's been with me. It's changed and shifted in terms of the name of my organization, which I rebranded in 2015 to Conscious Leaders. And now I'm also curating a Conscious Leaders uh, Wisdom Circle, which is a developmental journey that takes a year and the transformation happens in community. I love that. And I want to to learn more about that in a few minutes. Is it, do you class as a mastermind or as a group coaching? Both. Okay. So think leadership journey, leadership development journey meets mm-hmm. mastermind meets peer support group. 
So it goes beyond the vistage kind of focus on business. Yes, absolutely. But the masterminding can be about business or it can be about what I've just, I'm bumping up against this internal conversation and I can't seem to shift it. Or I'm, I'm limiting the context of my playground, right? Mm-hmm. I want to expand my playground, but I'm up against even my own and my ancestral program. Yeah. No, I love that. Uh, what makes your company so unique? I know you've got a lot of background in, in obviously business, corporate world, transitioning from being a professional dancer at a young age. That was, that's a hell of experience. What skills and what makes your company so unique that you can provide that level of awareness, support, and also all forms of intelligence, emotional, down to the, the, the brass roots of it, the primal of it. What is it that makes you so neat, your, your company stand out above many others? That's an intimidating question. I like I, to ask these questions. I think there are a lot of things. Mm-hmm. One is I'm a somatic coach. So even though not everyone is ready to consider the fact that they, that they're, they exist just from the neck up. Yep. There is, I have tools and skills. We have tools and skills that really support a little bit different way of relating to our the emotional territory of leadership, right? Most people identify with the triggers that they have. And they are just triggers, right? They're, they, they occur as a function of our own experience and our own patterning and conditioning. And everybody gets triggered. Everybody doesn't know that. They think, oh, I'm the only one who gets triggered in that way. And no, it's not the case. But true leaders, I think, and evolved leaders get triggered too. They just don't, it doesn't last a lifetime or even a week. They know how to identify it, center and ground themselves and shift into what what matters to me most right now. What's most important, right? That work may occur in the background informing me in a coaching conversation But it could also be, I'm going to have you stand up. I'm going to have you inhabit the leader that you want to be. I often encourage people to step up into their avatar. What is it? I have an avatar. She's a 10 foot tall Celtic warrior (laughs) with a massive sword. And her name is Lore. And that gives me an energy that it may not be available to me if I'm in my head. So our brain, our thoughts, they inform us. We can strategize. We can use our thinking in a much more productive way, right? And the other piece I think is I have, I I will not quit my day job, but I am a student of comedy, particularly improv. And improv has one very foundational principle that I know everyone is, if you're not aware of it, it's the practice of inclusion, entertaining, seemingly polarized, polarizing ideas, right? And it's called yes and. We mostly go through our life denying and debating, and we don't understand how to bring and to go with contrary views. And it can be very freeing to do that in a play setting, but then in a serious, even in serious meetings, when people are opposed to that, they have a practice of leaning in, getting curious, being more specific, or even searching for the value that isn't present in that automatic instantaneous response that response and this is partly why i asked that question because i have different answers all the time and that tells me a lot about uh, a person and how they respond to things like this is there anybody in your career that you has helped you 
become who you are. And there's probably thousands of people on this journey. But is there anyone that stands out to you that you can show you just thank you because it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be the person I am today? So many. Number one is my husband. Love of my lifetime, second time around. Just, just, I can't say enough. He saw aspects in me that I had no clue. And as a matter of fact, my teacher, David Zellman, Dr. David Zellman, who's now a dear friend, he was officing with my husband and Larry would come home and he was officing and he was also providing him, Larry, with a lot of coaching. And evidently what advice or coaching I would give my husband would be almost identical to what David had said. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, huh, maybe I need to consider this. I hired a coach towards the end of the dance company because I thought I had founder syndrome and all that kind of stuff. And I just I just realized that this, this was going to be my life's work. And so David, his, he's a very rigorous <laughs> kind of guy, probably a lot like you. And when the work is being done, it's, it's eye-opening, right? You need that grandmother's stick up beside the head to wake us up. And I have a friend who actually has the same birthday as my mother. Her name's Leanne. And Leanne has brought me into scenarios and um, experiences that have literally changed my life. And I thought she was the most, the smartest woman that I ever met. And when she asked me to step up onto the platform or onto whatever pedestal I had put her on, it was very uh, humbling. And yeah, so there are so many more people, but yeah, our, our biggest challenge is our relationship with ourselves. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I like the way you said humbling, because it's important. I think no matter where we are in life, we remain humble and remember to remain humble because on the journey, and I've experienced this, many other people have, we can get ahead of ourselves and ahead of our stations, but it's reminding ourselves daily to be, remain in gratitude and remain in service to others and staying in that heart-centered space of I'm here because and remembering that consciously to level us up. So I love that. Now, this is all about resilience, courage, overcoming adversity, etc. In your own words, what would you describe and what is resilience to you? Quick answer is our capacity to bounce back. But I would say more accurately to bounce forward. Resilience for me is about shifting our relationship to our own identity. We think about ourselves as static, fixed, and we're so much more than that. And in our world right now, there's a prevalence of this sort of victimhood mindset and oversensitized to what other people are thinking. And I don't feel safe right? Excuse my language, but I won't fuck that noise. No one, the harshest lesson I ever learned was the world is not set up to make me happy. Get over yourself and start producing and being the person that you want to be and step into your power. I often talk about make your own safety, bring your own bubble of safety, create your own safety. There's all kinds of energy work that you can do to make that happen. Yep. And whatever it is that you think that people are doing to you is an illusion. You're doing it to yourself. Yeah. It's your shit. It's not what's happening out here. 
they are actually not responding to you. They're responding to their own internal conversation. That to me was the biggest lesson that I ever got, that I ever received. I, I love that. It's the awareness or internal awareness, to be more precise, that it's not me, it's you. And that is a real conversation in a lot of ways. We've all experienced sort of trauma or hardship. The, one of the best responses I ever heard from it was recently online. I think her name's Candace Williams. She was on stage and she had somebody come up with a very warped view of her world. And Candace just went, get a helmet. I don't care. It's not me. It's not you. And I'm too pregnant for this. And I was just like, I love that. That was just off the cuff. It wasn't rehearsed. Yeah. But there was a young female, very environmental audience where they had an opportunity to speak and she was moaning about something in her view and her way of values where they were. And Kenna just went, get a life, get a helmet, suck it up. And I'm just like, great. And But the, the final icing on the cake was, I'm too pregnant for this. Yeah, And it's true. Was she actually pregnant or was she pregnant? She was pregnant. She was about seven or eight months pregnant. I don't know the exact date. But she was just off the cuff, bam, hit it home. Yeah. And I think there needs to be more conversations, like real conversations like that, and taking people out of that comfort zone of poor, like you were saying earlier, the victimhood of where they've been positioned and made to believe that this is all there is. Because quite frankly, you have a choice. Without awareness, yeah. only, only reaction. Correct. Yeah. When we go into nurturing and growing the resilience or awareness of oneself, what's the most impactful moment for you coming back, falling forward and going, this is where I should be? Because we've all experienced the perceived failures in life at some degree. But what was the, the turning moment for you going, this is actually a good thing, not a negative? Oh, such a challenging question because I've had so many Satori moments. A transformation is a moment. Yeah. A transition is a commitment to, to put yourself in situations that awaken you even or expand you even more, right? It's this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is one. Yeah. This is one. You're but asking is... questions that I actually haven't been asked in a while. Yeah, this is why I like doing this because it challenges not in a and at all in a negative way, but it, it, I'm here to help you shine. And in order to, to get to that shining moment, it's about digging deep. I will share with you. I worked with a a man in a hotel room over three weekends, just him and me. Hmm. He was a contemporary of Werner Erhard. His name is Peter Sias. He wasn't a wannabe Werner. He was a he was in the room when it where it happened. The whole est thing. And that, that is a lot of my lineage. Yeah. Uh, I never did est, but in any event, his program was about legacy. And the first part was about harvesting the legacy of the life that you've lived till now. The room was covered with flip charts of what have I, like 25 responses to what have I never been, what have I never been forgiven for? 25 or 30 responses of where all the things it was a complete arc dig into my psyche. And then it was about creating a legacy of a life worth living. And in that whole process, after level one, this may sound weird, but I, my biggest take was that I'm psychologically healthy. <laughs> no, that's great. I had stories about, I was afraid that my, my gifts, my voices, my, what seemed like to many people, multiple personalities 
because I have that capacity to really be, to shift into other mindsets and worlds, the people would think I was crazy and put me away. And it was like this pulling everything together into a congruent whole that for me probably was one of the most powerful things. And God bless his soul. He passed right before COVID. He was a dead man walking, really extraordinary human being. And absurd. Pretty much. Yeah. With on the back end of that, if you could advise the listeners listening or watching, if there was five tips of resilience and courage that you could advise them, what would them five be? If you can name five or three. Know that what has shaped you doesn't have to continue to shape you. Develop your own self-awareness beyond what you even think is self-aware. Surround yourself with others who will support you in community and rigorously hold you in compassionate accountability and recognize that, yeah, life is personal and it ain't about you. Do good work in the world. Make a difference. And your your puny self-esteem will shift. I love them gifts. And they. I need you to go back and listen to them, pauses, go back and actually write them down because these nuggets formed success beyond your comprehension right now. And these places that, that Laurie has just spoken about, you need to write them down and address them within yourselves. This is why this podcast exists. I'm going to go into net something next. So I want to learn about more about your program, the, the Conscious Leader Circle, we, we did Leap Wisdom Circle. I know this is a global movement. Where did it stem from? Can you explain a bit more about it and how can you share? You know, this is a long this is a long time coming, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, yes. It's quite astounding, actually, because I've had the privilege of leading cohorts through a year-long journey, highly structured, brilliant, the Stegen Leadership Academy. I'm still working with them. I'm taking a cohort through now. And, and I wanted to build on that. I wanted it to be more. There's a, an extraordinary surprise when people recognize that they're going to be better at business when they become better human beings. And I thought for me in my business, I, I wanted to do it in community. And I'm also at a stage in my career where I wanted to bring other people along so that they would experience their own transformation in community. And so that's why this is launching on March 29th. And there are a few spots that are available. It's it. I have people there from various walks of life who are ready to dig in and, yes, work on their business, but also to work on their leadership and also to contribute to one another. I wanted to create the grist, if you will, and the grit for people to be able to have some of the conversations that they feel like they can't have in other domains. And yeah, so it's like mastermind meets personal development, personal leadership development meets peer support. And it's held in a very strong container. There will be uh, live retreats and monthly Zoom calls. So global, yes. So if you have the means to fly into Dallas, you're welcome. And you need to apply because it's a curated, a very highly curated community. When you said it starts on the March, what date? Just to come 29th. 29th. Friday at 1 p.m. to Sunday at noon. 
And how do they find you? How do they apply for this? Yeah. So reach out to me. You can just via email. Also, if they're interested and want to have an experience of the Wisdom Circle, on my LinkedIn, I at the all my t- texts and videos at the bottom of that, you'll see that on March 1 is a workshop, a free workshop from Friction to Flow, Bringing Your Vision to Life. And this is all about getting clear about what is it that you want? What is your heart's desire? What is your vision? And how are you how are all the domains of your life set up to bring you the success that you want? It's a you'll have an opportunity to engage with other really brilliant heart-centered people who are currently signed up and we've got some spots there if you want to have a free experience and get the flavor of what the circle can be like and then we launch on March 29th so my my email is lori at conscious leaders that's c-o-n-s-c-i-o-u-s leaders u.s Thank you very much, Laurie. Is there anything you would like to leave the audience with other than obviously your email? All the links, by the way, will be in the uh, description below. And also, with your permission, I will put in uh, Dr. David's, the, the book link as well. Because, uh, you, That'd be you... great. Okay. Yes. Um, so that'll be in there as well. Is there anything else you would like to add for this to help to benefit other people? Where else to find you? Is there anything else going on? Any last words of wisdom? Yeah. Don't wait to have a heart attack. Don't wait to get sick before you choose to create your own crucible moment in life. Find ways and practices that will support you on your own developmental journey and commit to engage on this journey because it's incredibly rewarding, fulfilling, and it's it ain't easy. It's not for, it's not for, I often say <laughs> aging is not for pussies and neither is leadership development. <laughs> yeah. no, no, they, both statements are very true. Lori, <laughs> thank you very much for your time, your love and your energy. If you're listening to this, please research Lori and attend the workshop. All you've got to lose is your time, but I don't think it'll be time wasted for you. For myself, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. Share this with somebody you may know. You may change their lives. It's not about the act of sharing. It's about the act of passing it on and integrously not knowing. Take a leap of faith. For myself, I'm your host, Baz Porter. It is a privilege. It's always an honor. Until the next time, my friends, please live with purpose and inspire with legacy. Thank you so much, Baz. Thank You're you. You're welcome. It's a, it's, a, it's a privilege. Thank you.